folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. Of course, we got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I am here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. It is a beautiful night for a podcast. I think we are almost out of the woods, and I say almost because you talking about putting all your snow crap away is bringing it back. I believe we are going to get some snow in the next couple of days because this of you. is it's ridiculous. It's plus ten, minus ten, plus ten, snow, rain. Yep, and I've just about had enough of the ups and downs, and we'll get there it's in a couple minutes. Almost spring because of the almost yeah. guy jinxing us. Yeah, I've just about had enough of this spring, winter, summer, all at once combination here. So. Ladies and gentlemen, here at the Redneck Country Podcast, we accept all hate email. We will forward it directly over to Bill, the almost guy, Tom, where he can read it and sit and sulk and realize the crap that he has caused us. It doesn't matter yep. what you are having issues with, what your complaints <laughs> are. You send them through to us. We will fire them off to Bill and make him feel worse. I am the almost guy, and I've got big shoulders for a reason. <laughs> so, and it, once again, I have to ask, are you alone over there? I'm not alone. Sitting beside me is the patriarch of redneck country. My father, real redneck, Domilar, dad, is your mic hot? My mic is hot, and it was a beautiful night to walk over. Getting a little cool now. It was a nice warm afternoon, but now it's cooling off a bit. How long do you wait until you bring that yellow magic machine out of the uh, storage? Usually April. I was I was thinking about that yesterday and today. Two good days to bring it yes. out. But then that puts my wife's car out in the laneway and we could still get some, you know, freezing rain. We could still get some snow and stuff. And she doesn't like going out in that <laughs> weather to start her car and, and clean it off and stuff. So I usually wait until April. Sometimes, like Easter's early this year, so... Probably if it's a nice weekend, Easter weekend, I'll bring it home. Usually around in April. The wife's car in the driveway are just sacrifices that we need to make. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the garage is mine in the summer. Yep. Hers well, in the winter. And I do have to, to say one thing. I was awfully disappointed at your son this week. Why? Awfully disappointed. Why now? Yeah. Because after last podcast recording, I thought I would throw you, you know, one of those bones and say, hey, maybe he's changed his ways. And I sent him a picture of the engine and nothing. <laughs> Is not that what comment, that was? I wasn't sure what comment, you were sending me. I'm not, like, nothing, does Bill nothing. collect dinky cars as well? Is that what this so is? I couldn't figure I, that out. Like, did you zoom way I in? I once again <laughs> will never, ever send him again. I thought maybe I, 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 I try again, you know, it, 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 we try to forgive and forget and, 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 and be the bigger man here. But obviously Todd is not interested at all because there wasn't even a comment to say, Hey, that that's terrible. That looks good. What is this thing? Nothing. Did I, not, I meant to comment. Did I not comment? Let me go back and look. Nope. Zero. So I've been busy, Bill. I've been again. really busy. <laughs> yeah. Take him out Says of your loop. Facebook Take him out of the loop, Bill. He doesn't deserve it. No, he's done. That's it. I tried to be, uh, I tried to, tried to go, go for a second. <laughs> well, I thought, why is he sending me a Nothing. picture of his lawnmower? I mean, we're not even there. Now you're really uh, jinxing. The snow's going to come again. Now you're really insulting him. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> the blood, sweat, and tears he's put into that machine. And it's a beautiful looking machine. And uh, I wouldn't take that. We had a lot no, more conversation a- after you sent me that. Hmm. We did. We had a full blown conversation. I'll, I'll say one uh, thing uh, though. The day, the day, two days later. But that's okay. 
I'll say one thing though, you didn't get any text from him on the way home from any of our shoots, did you this week? <laughs> no, I wonder why that was. Well, I was going to battery. I, I bad signal at the I gun was, club. I was going to text you, Bill, and then I thought, no, I'm going to wait for the podcast because, and I had it all worded and everything, and it was going to say to you in the text, it was going to say, "Hey, Bill, on Sunday at the Uner Club in our home club." We both shot the same bad score in singles. We both shot a 19. And then I was, was going to say, then I was going to say, guess, guess which one was the most upset about that score. And of course you could guess, right? Yeah, I will send a box of Kleenex care. Of I the was not guy. that upset. It didn't bother me because I, it was camaraderie. Right. I even said on the line when we moved over to shoot the handicaps, there was the whole because it was the last shoot of the of the league, last last of the ten shoots that we've done. So everybody's hanging around, chilling, and so there was quite the peanut gallery standing there at the handicap, and, and of he course was you're far back, so you're, you're back Whoa. there by them. So and I even said I enjoy this banter right before I shot, and then while I was shooting, which is is unheard of at a trap shoot, but who cares at this point? And I actually said, you know, this, I don't even care what I shoot today because I'm not having after s- the 19. <laughs> I'm yeah. having so much fun with all the people yeah. in the witty banner. We were having a blast. We did. Since we had a good time. You not care about what you shoot. Nope, didn't care. But I'll yeah. tell you, Bill, nobody could figure out why their scores were so bad. The, the <laughs> Lewis went down into the thirties. Really? And it was, oh, and, and Gary, Gary come off the line with his head down and he's a good shooter. And I said to Gary, you got your head down. Why don't you do that? He says, I miss nine in the singles. I shot a, or six in the singles. I, I shot a 19 and I just grinned and I said, so did I. And so did Todd. <laughs> and he says, Todd, really? All right. So <laughs> got to go chirp Todd. And he did. He came over. I didn't know he talked to you first. He talked he to me over. first. How'd you shoot Todd? Now I know why. But all oh, scores were terrible and nobody could figure why. Everybody loves your misery, Todd. I don't know why that is. And I like attention, so it's good fun. We lined up. We lined up for the handicap, and like Todd said, you're back. You're back to the yardage, and the bleachers are right, right at the 27 yard line. So we're backed up. And Ken got on his case about uh, the stupid looking stock he's got on. It looks like you got a, an artificial leg on the back of your gun there. And uh, he's, he's chirping them and Todd's chirping them back and they're chirping. And the scorer, Earl, is waiting to get the, the, the round started. It wasn't five. just him. There was Charlie. There was Gary. There was oh, yeah. Pete. There was, oh, there was a bunch. And so Earl's sitting in the chair scoring and we're waiting to get this round started. Everybody's on the line. And he finally said, okay. Okay, guys, it's on. We're starting this round. Shut up. Let's go. <laughs> he had to quiet the peanut gallery. <laughs> they wouldn't stop. <laughs> it was it was fun. It was it was, well, good. It was fun. I mean, that's that's part of it. Anyways, just trying to get yeah. some laughs. For me, it is. There's a lot of people like don't talk. I don't want to hear anything. Blah, blah, blah. But this is yeah, you, you right. Like that's fun, that. It, and it was. It was a blast. It was great. I haven't had the desire at all over the last few weeks to go. Honestly, it's just been on the windy, rainy snotty cold and i just said to Candace, like i look outside and i think it's just a waste of shows it's not it's not going to be fun i don't have to shoot it's not like i'm preparing for a competition or a league or anything like that so i'm going to wait till it's nice a little bit warmer out and then Candace and i are going to go a bunch of bowls in the sky but uh, yeah we're we're enjoying the uh uh stuff we do on the weekends and my buddy right bill sorry bill but yeah. my buddy Bill, who I talk about in Days of Lead that I started hunting with years ago in the 70s, 
he's he's a car guy and he's restored a bunch of cars over the years and right now he's working on a 32 chev gasser and i got an invite back out to his place to see what he's how he's progressed on it he's, he's working on the interior right now he said i'm putting the interior in you got to come out and have a look i said i'll be there i'll try and get out one day this week so it's going to be really nice yeah, when car guys put stuff together, it's it's a, yep. a labor of love, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And there is no way that you're going to get all that money back you put into it. But I tell you, it's, <laughs> it little wins, little victories. Yeah, as much as a, you can just smack the kid beside because <laughs> he says no respect, no appreciation for it. That's you got that right. Oh, I do on cars. I do. I do. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I just get you're you're relating yourself to the car guys. I just I found that humorous. Yeah. He is. No, it's a car guy. My God. So, I also saw something that made me laugh a lot this week. What? Stay Puff Marshmallow Soft, Todd Millard in his uh, screen door apparel, bully pads, and. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to go. Yeah, you, you missing anything yet? Or you Nothing. Got it, all? got it all. Pick the red loud. The last of it up tonight from a good friend of mine that lives in Kitchener. She's going through to uh, March break. Her kids are in the States, so she's going down to pick up uh, pick up her daughter tonight. So she stopped on her way through, and I picked everything up. I'm good to go. Helmet, blocker, trapper, goalie stick. I got Sunscreen? it all. Sunscreen. <laughs> that red light back, ain't ever coming on, brother. <laughs> it's yeah. not happening. They don't call me the wall for nothing. P.S. That's copyrighted, and trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I had like hockey. Trump's wall. Trump's was, wall. It may get a little bit bigger. <laughs> that's right. It may not. We don't know, right? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make a Todd, and we're going to have Mexico pay for it. <laughs> it's, you wait. I'm launching my page now. I've got it all. I, uh, I had hockey last Friday, so I play pickup on Fridays and, and I played it last Tuesday, two Tuesdays ago with my brother-in-law's crew, but they're like low twenties, 23, 24. It was more like nine players watch one guy dangle and you just go back and yeah. forth. But uh, Friday nights with us, it, it's, it's pretty good, pretty good hockey. So we were playing Friday night. So the one, the one gentleman, he used to play some serious hockey and I won't say his name. He's a pretty quiet guy, but he gets bored playing out and he is unreal. So he's gotten gone and bought goalie equipment. He's really good at goalie as well and so he plays goalie and i thought you know you get 20 plus guys out and then your goalie doesn't show up or he's sick and then and then what you got to scramble right And you got to try to find one so i thought if i had the gear and my wife's like we're not buying more gear just so you can play every now and then it's expensive it's expensive but i was able to part and piece this all together and i got some pro off pads that the guy's like oh you can have them I'm like, what? So, and they're my That's size. Crazy. He gave me the skates. Like, I'm rocking and rolling. So, I'm, I'm, I'm hardly 200 bucks in on all the gear. And it is amazing. Like, you've seen the pictures, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's good gear. So, looks of it. so, I made signs because I was chirping. And because my buddy's so good at goal. Like, he, and he was there. We have some league players that come out from other leagues that play every now and then. They picked him up. They're like, hey, would you come play for us on Thursday nights? He's like, yeah, sure. Because he is, he is unbelievable. And every time. I, I, I'll play defense for him and I'll just be like, all right, it's yours, buddy. I'm just going to skate off to the side just so he gets some shots and, he, and you can test them. And then when he makes the save and stuff, I'll be down like, you're the reason 
I'm going to get some goalie equipment. So I <laughs> yeah. finally did. I got some goalie equipment so that now I could, I could go in and throw my hat in the ring and maybe go play pickup for other folks that, that need a goalie when that happens to them. So I'm going to put my name out there. You're going to see some, some social media blasts, but I made this sheet and I said, better than, and I mentioned my buddy's name on this poster. Is it better than his name? We'll say John Doe, better than John Doe goalie services. And then in quotes, I put not just better, way better. And then yeah. I said, called Todd, the wall Millard for all your goaltender services needs coming soon. And I took this with pictures of goalies in the background. I'm a graphic designer, right? So I got it all looking good. I put them all over the arena before our pickup game Friday. So I got there early, put them everywhere in our change room out in the main lobby, on the front doors, on the doors going into the arena everywhere. So when he, everybody's coming in, they're just howling. It was, it was funny. And he comes in, he's a real quiet guy. Right. And so we're laughing. Well, little did I know we go out and play. And when we come off, it's, it's Friday night you got all the the younger guys that are playing and usually they, there's a tournament in the arena in the last couple weekends or there's some games that are like we're coming up to playoffs and stuff like that well little did i know that his kid plays for our st thomas junior stars and so everybody knows who who my buddy is because of that well they played right after us so here's all the parents coming in seeing this so they know who he is and here i'm thinking it would only be our crew that seen him there's no <laughs> way i could go around the arena rip him down I'm like i didn't know your kid plays He's like yeah he plays right now <laughs> so oh i was howling i just like you know what i'm leaving him up so i walked through the lobby hey john doe you have a good weekend <laughs> and i'm gone As i thought that was for Soon before you make your uh, de- debut, I don't. Well, he's like, you can play next week, Todd. I'll take shots on you. And I ain't kidding. The level this guy played, it ain't happening. <laughs> he was <laughs> going to the show. It, it's not gonna happen. So all the uh, the equipment you got, you're scared you got some holes in the in the. In no, the, uh, I'm the just. If you get hit in the bucket, I don't care how strong that helmet is. Some shots will ring, and, and you know. I've had some concussions. Yeah. I'm not what do you sure. Got I for a helmet? You, you I, got your, your Kelly Rudy uh, no. helmet? You know what? Because, oh, I'm afraid to admit this on here. I don't know. Go ahead. Please. Because I wear a youth hat, wow. I fit in a junior helmet. So, guess who sells equipment like it's going out of style when it comes this time Boys of year <laughs> well played so I, i'm a junior helmet well there's millions of junior helmets on facebook market i got a really good one 45 bucks power junior helmet ready to go and it's an amazing shape so yeah, yeah i'm good to go yeah, it's, it's from the learn to skate league <laughs> well okay so then my buddy is a trainer for a junior team and a super guy he's given us tickets the whole nine years we've been gone to some games he, he stopped in after he's seen the, me posting those pictures he stopped in last week and knocks on my door and I went out and uh, so he took my skates and sharpened them and he dropped them off again tonight gave us more tickets but that's what he's going I'll bring you out to the junior game. You can get some shots on you. But just tonight, he brought me a bunch of, of jerseys, and he actually brought me a jersey you wear when you're drafted <laughs> that they have. He's like, there, now you can make your post because it's the Canadian Junior Hockey League. He's like, now you can put it and say, see, age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> right. Yeah. You'd be uh, working at the Toronto Maple Belief. Uh, I tell you what, they put me in, and, and they would never – They'd never take me out. The problem is I have another career that's had, uh, probably multiple careers that I just have a hard time. Not to sound cocky or arrogant or anything, mm-hmm. but it's tough to keep up on them to add this to it too. But oh, I yeah. mean, it's going to happen. You're going to have scouts in the stands. It's it's just people talk. Yeah. Yeah. People talk. You're good for people's confidence. I guarantee you that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm waiting now. Now I'm debating on, do I put an ad out there and just, cause there's all kind of been added.
invited to a, a goalie Facebook group where they're like, Hey, we need a goalie tonight at this time at this arena. And they post on there like crazy. So I was added by the guy that, that gave me the, the pads and skates. He added to me this group on Facebook. So I see him on now. I'm just debating. Do I throw my hat in the ring? Now I'm ready to go. Or do I wait to do it with guys? I know that. Nah. And then that's not your style. <laughs> right. Your style I just show up and act pro not to yeah. sound cocky or arrogant or anything guys, but, uh, five bucks every every goal you score I, I want five bucks or you're getting shut out that's it so i don't know i think yeah it'll be a good experience for you but hey i wanted to uh, acknowledge some uh, videos that just came through bill and the only unfortunate part is that i'm on the podcast through my com pilot so i can't watch them right now they're from yep. you so i'll have to watch them later because if i was to watch them now while we're on the con- on the com- podcast it shuts my com, com pilot down and takes me off the podcast so yeah, i will so I watch them you, I didn't send them to Todd. Wait, are you the whole time i was talking you were texting i'm kind of yeah absolutely yes. yeah i mean i, I and was I just know trying that to... because the the boing boing's coming through my com pilot and shutting me down <laughs> and so i looked to see who was texting me and yeah i got some videos i think there's three that i got to watch when i sent you over, i sent so you the I same picture that I, I sent todd which again that was the, the, the final the final picture and then the other two was what i built this weekend which is a test box so that i could uh, bench test the, the folks so you have a look at that and you'll yeah. see what it's got a tachometer on it it's got some control switches for killing master power and, and yeah. uh, you really guys realize that test. trout season and turkey season's coming up right yeah, yeah we're sure. just throwing that out right there yeah. but car season's coming up before that <laughs> Yeah, yeah you, hope. you hope. You uh, hope. Yeah, well, we'll see. Early we got April. enough money out there. We got to get this thing done. Yep. But it'll Early happen. April. I'll be cruising. You talk about turkey turkey season, and, and today I finally purchased my deer tag for for next for this for last this year. year? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I'm only allowed. Never mind. I'm not they they don't even. Out. They don't. They don't care, Bill. They're like, yeah, it's the almost guy. We don't care if you have a tag or not. We know the deer. Yeah. See, I gotta make my donation. So I, uh, I I bought my my tag this year and uh, put in for the doe do draw. Uh, antlers deer draw and i also bought turkey tag for candace hunter and myself are so, you optimistic wait well to put them into the woods i want to give them an opportunity to to pull the trigger so you can't group hunt <laughs> a turkey tag you actually have to have one in your pocket and and uh putting them in the woods i got a, a vision in my mind of getting candace violet and myself there and at least given her the opportunity to be in the woods to hear something gobble and, and maybe move around around us. So yeah, that's we'll exciting. See. Yeah, well, it will be. I mean, Violet's only uh, worried about the snacks, so we'll, we'll get some snacks so out I there. know that's key at that age. Oh, and yeah, if you forget, sure. they don't let you forget. No, certainly not. But uh, Candace has never been in the turkey woods uh, while hunting. You know, she's definitely uh, an Easter weekend. We used to go to my, my parents' place and uh, we didn't hunt turkeys on their property, but they um, they had turkeys. They have turkeys on their property. Anyways, I, we were out in the, in the woods and uh, um, I brought my mouth call with me. And, and sure enough, on Easter weekend, it must have been a little bit later in, in, in April for uh, that year still snow on the ground and i called um a tom in and candace was with me and she was shaking that that bird got so close and was gobbling right there and it How'd was that sound? uh it sounded like like 
how did you call it in? For for those that are listening that are kind of curious on how to call in a turkey, how does that go, Bill? I think that's a podcast later on on, on how to call like the almost guy. So I don't want to give away our trade secrets or this early in the podcast. So I'm only a couple the, more uh, calls from a ringtone being made, buddy. You are. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one that we did last week, I think, would be your best one. The wild pig sound. Anyway, the so I'd like to get her out there at least to, to see what it's like being in the woods, getting up that early in the morning. And maybe, just maybe, being who she is, she she is extremely lucky when she hunts that she she may uh, put some uh, twenty six pounds with four inch spurs or something on the ground yeah, on her fourteen beards, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> triple bearded monster number two in Ontario or something. <laughs> Candace, the lucky queen, Tom. That's it, hunting with the almost guy. <laughs> so, anyways, there you go. So I don't know. Are we, are we jumping into it, or we got more to? We're or to banner back and forth. I can banner while dad while dad goes on. Are we carrying on with the days of lead? I think we're on like volume eight if we let him keep going. I think we do. I mean, I'm enjoying it. We took a break last week for uh, for some uh, some other stories and stuff, but I think this week we uh, we carry on with with the days of lead. I got some pictures from your dad. I know that you don't look at his text messages, which I don't understand. That's pretty rude. <laughs> but um, uh-huh. I think that we should carry on with that. You may understand lead. soon enough. And I haven't even gotten into when Todd was born. I've got pictures coming up. Well, when in the eighties, when he was just a little guy, and he's holding ducks. When when I got home from a hunt, and geese. When I got home, I'm not from sure a I hunt. ever was I'm such just there, a little guy there yet. But oh yeah, he was a little guy. And yeah. uh, but we're getting towards the end of the seventies. Like like yeah, I got tons of stories because I did tons of hunting. Let's uh, well, let's see where we go today. The Days of Lead, Volume 8, coming at you by the Patriarch of Redneck Country. All right, let's Absolutely. go back to that stream that I told you about where we were walking in the field and there we had a lady on the bridge hollering at us. And it turned out she was wanting to know if we'd seen her dog. And, well, that stream, we I'd already told you a story about that stream where it, it turned, it, it went south and then it turned east and west, like it turned east into the woods. And then it went south again and crossed the other road on the other intersection, the other concession. I got to stop saying intersection. And uh, so we had, I had already, we'd already found that stream from the other road. And I, we'd already walked in and found ducks sitting on the pond or on the stream at the bend where it turned and went out north and in the woods. And uh, we had to wade in. It was cold, snow on the ground. We already talked about that, sent you pictures. And then uh, from then on, we'd cross the stream on both roads just to see if we could see any ducks sitting. And that's when we, well, the lady was hollering at us about her dog. Well, we went back a few days later and we decided, okay, let's let's walk south to the woods and we'll sit on the bend just just inside the woods or just on the edge of the woods where those ducks were were resting. And we'll see if we can't get any coming into the stream here. So we went early in the morning and there was we didn't sit right in the woods because we were afraid that uh, it was too thick to shoot and too th- couldn't see around us. So we sat out in the field a little bit, just on the, on the bank in the weeds that were growing up on the bank. And so we were sitting, there was already daylight. And so we were sitting there and, and went watching for ducks. And then all of a sudden we hear wings and look up and here's a nice mallard flying right over us. And Ron, there's a mallard. We watch him fly over us and right down the stream. Oh, that was cool. 
And a few minutes later, another one come over us, come out of the woods and come right over us. And, oh, there's another one. And then it hit us. Wait a minute. We'd either just snuck into them and feeding in a field or we were sitting where we knew they were going to land in a wet hole. And so it was never occurred to us that these ducks aren't going to maybe come in to land in this stream. They're just going to fly up and down the stream. We got to be watching for them. And we'd already let two fly over. It just occurred to you after two flew over? Yeah. You yeah. didn't think of raising the gun on the first one? No. We were waiting for him to turn and come back and sit down and come back into what? the bed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's the way it was. So anyway, it, we were surprised to see it. We looked at each other and said, okay. So now we got to keep our eyes open. Our heads had to be on a swivel because they could come across the field, and they did. They started coming across the field. They'd cross the stream. They'd fly up or down the stream. So anyway, as they come in and uh, we decided they were in range, we started shooting them and dropping them, and very few fell in the water. They'd, they'd fall in the field on either side of the stream, and we'd run and pick them up. And What kind of cover did you have? Just the weeds on the riverbank. If you look at your pictures, if you look at your email I sent you, <laughs> the first two I sent you uh, are one with Ron and Mitzi. Hold on, I got to go into my junk filter. <laughs> did you not get the, the reference packet, you know, your, your research material here? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do we have that? Are we? Are you too organized pre-podcast yeah. around me that I don't even know about? Well, there's a lot that this goes is on that just, you don't know this, about. <laughs> this is just getting together, sitting around a fire, having a conversation. You no. guys are now making notes and, and planning things? That's because we listen to each other, we respect each other, and you just completely ignore everything around you, and you just look after yourself because you are the never-ready guy. I think you just called me selfish. <laughs> I, I don't think you said that in that many words. Why did you I laugh? Mean, take it for what you will. <laughs> yeah, you draw your own conclusions. Yeah. So, so, so I, go ahead. I hate go. to ask this question, yeah. but why is he wearing white gloves? I probably just because that's the only ones I had that, that they were dry or warm. I don't know. You're, that's yeah, your you're, hunting partner. I mean, it, it, they look like big white beacons of non-camouflage attached to the, the yeah. end of your arms yeah, there. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And I never even, <laughs> I never even realized that. But that's what yeah. see. And that's, just, that's the cover we had. That was it. And we're sitting there in front of 10 ducks. We got 10 ducks that morning. So That's pretty impressive, you know. I mean, and, and you were just past shooting; they weren't coming into decoys or nothing. They were no, just flying up and down a creek. No, and no decoys, nothing. They were just flying up and down the creek. And so, <laughs> the same way that Todd and I first used to hunt wood ducks, we'd walk the creek and put them up. They'd fly up and down the creek. Sometimes I wouldn't even put them up. I'd see them coming, and they were just happen to be flying down the creek. I got a couple on my way to him that were just flying down the creek, and they do they fly up and down the creek. And so that's what we did. But you'll see those are all mallards and blacks. That's, uh, I feel, I'm pretty sure all 10 of them are mallards and blacks if you look at the picture. So just a different way to hunt, you know. That just goes to show that the conventional is not always the the yeah. only way to do things. If you can find a, a spot that holds and yeah. they're coming past you, all you need is a pocket full of shells and you know yeah. and, and a good gun on your shoulders. Yeah, that's right. We had a we had a good morning. We got home with 10 ducks. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, then, of course, later on, we get separated. We're on different shifts. And so Ron, he comes into work one night. Well, or, uh, he comes he comes into work. Yeah, one, one uh, evening. He's on afternoons. I'm on days. So I'm going home. He's coming in. And he says to me, 
I found a duck spot. He says there it's a, a flooded uh, kind of a piece of brush or damn wet spot. He says, uh, uh, ducks are coming in there. He says they were coming in like crazy this morning. You got to come tomorrow morning with Dave and I. I said, well, I'm working tomorrow morning. He says, you got to come tomorrow morning. He says, come to work at early, like come to work at five o'clock and we'll pick you up. Your car will be here. You go hunting with us and we'll drop you back off at work at nine o'clock. You know this is being published, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, sounds good. To uh, all the kids out there that are coming up, this is not the way to retain employment. No. This does not show responsibility. This is not what we're about, Dad. I'm appalled. I'm even appalled to call you Dad. You, you can Don, be, I am appalled at this story thus you, far. You can be appalled, but this is a true story. And I only did it once, but then I realized... Holy mackerel. There's uh, Wayne lived around the corner. And then there was Niall who we used to trade rides with all the time, back and forth, especially if one of us had a car in the garage or getting worked on or whatever. And so we had a pack, the three of us, because we always got to work at 20 after 6, 630 to start at 7. If we weren't there at quarter to 7 drinking our coffee with each other, then we'd call each other. So if I wasn't and that's there, old school. That's not cell phone type where you can put on silent. Oh, that's no. waking put, up the house. The <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. It's waking up the house. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so after it took you 10 minutes to dial the number, the old crank. If thing, I wasn't there a quarter to seven. To LC, the, uh, yeah. the, the operator that would then patch you through. If I wasn't there a quarter to seven, they'd be on the phone. <laughs> and I thought, OK, well, I'm first thing I started with the supervisor. So I said to my supervisor, I'm going to be two hours late tomorrow morning. I got Oh, a, so you cleared it. I cleared it. I just told him. I didn't, I just said, I, I got an appointment for the, in oh, the morning. Oh, I'm feeling better now. And uh, I, well, I'm going to be two hours late in the morning. I told the supervisor, I'm going to be two hours late. And, and I'm never late because, and, and my buddies are never late because we call each other, right? Never miss a day. So anyway, he says, oh, okay. All right. He says, I'm glad you told me. Uh, then it hit me. They're going to call the house. They're going to wake my wife up at quarter to seven. <laughs> well, Mom's going to know you skipped two hours of work to go shoot ducks. Well, she's not going to know. She's just going to know, hey, if I'm not there, where am I? Now she's going to be, am I in an accident? Whatever. It's going to get worse, right? Yeah, it sounds like she can text you. <laughs> no. So I, I said, okay, guys, I am going hunting with Ron and Dave in the morning. Do not call my home. You got that? I made sure Wayne and Niall... New, do not call me. I will not be at the table at quarter to seven. I'll be in at nine. Promise me you will not call home. So they didn't. So I went to work. I got up at, at quarter to five, got ready, and uh, met them in the parking lot at work. And they like parked my car there. They picked me up, and away we went. So we went into this, uh, to this swale, I call it, I guess. I call this this swale. And... We started, uh, we, we fanned out in the swale and the ducks started flying. Define what a swale is if you're going to call it a swale. It's, it's a Let low spot. Let us into the it's brain low, of Yeah, you got to remember back then there was no tile. If the field was wet, it was wet. And if it was a corn field, the corn died in there. So lots of times they didn't even plant it in there. They just went around that low spot. But this was a swale. This was a, a 
they never even used the field. The field was too wet, and in the lowest part, it would fill up with two or three feet of water, and there were these low shrubs and bushes that survived in it. And you couldn't, you had to walk around them and walk in through them if you really wanted to hunt it. Like low bushes, not trees or anything, just low bushes and stuff. I'll be darned. Bill? That's a real word. He didn't make that up. No, that's a word. Swale. <laughs> I just Googled it. The definition of a sweat. Well, I have with him talking, but I didn't think I thought he just made it up. And like in his head, he's meaning like some kind of hole in a field. I get you what put he was two saying. Words together and but, called it a swale. But yeah, but often you just have to guess like it's that's the that's just the age. It's a, it's a shady <laughs> a, spot. A, a low lying or depressed and often wet stretch of land. Yeah, and that's it says a definition. Over here, a shady spot or a sunken or marshy place in particular. Oh, my monitor shallow, extends his way. Yeah, he can reach shallow water. Yep, that's it. And then the swale. <laughs> so anyway, they started flying, and we just picked a bush to stand behind, and, and like up to the knees in the in, in water in this swale, and we shot fifteen ducks. And true to the to their word, they dropped me off at work at nine o'clock. Well, that second picture or third picture I sent you, it's me and Ron and Mitzi, I think. But anyway, me and Ron in front of the 15 ducks in front of in Ron's side yard. We drove there and then uh, we we took a couple pictures and then he drove me to work. And the only sad part was I had to leave them cleaning those ducks. So I said, Ron. I said, I never thought about this part. I, I got to be to work at nine and you're going to have to clean them all. He says, I'll take one for you. So been yeah. there before. Yeah. Never thought about it. He says that every time. No, and that's the first time oh, we've shoot, done this. Guys, I realize I got to go somewhere and you got 30 geese. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> Todd's done that to me. <laughs> He's gone to, oh, I've clarified ahead of time. We, we, shot, well, we shot 50 geese. And I had to take Todd's home, so that means that we had 10 each. I had to go to work. I was going to be late that day. And I had to clean 20 geese all on my own. Everybody else was cleaning 10. I cleaned 20 geese all on my own that day. So but anyway, you take one for the team, right? Yeah. yeah you gotta it's do what you a, it's a small price for how much I take care of him, Bill, and how much yeah. I've done for him so over the years. So at 3.30, I'm going out. Ron's coming in, and he says, here's your ducks. You can put them in the car. He says, Ron, I owe you one. He says, Indeed you do, my man. Indeed you do. So he, he cleaned my ducks for me. Well, that was pretty cool. But yeah. That's a good picture. That's yeah, a that's lot a, of birds, man. Yeah, and it's a nice clear picture, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was What's cool. What's he shooting there? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to open up my phone to see. It's a, oh, has it got a silver a, receiver on the side of it? Yeah. Yeah, that was my uh, that was my auto loader. That was What's my uh, Ithaca. Wasn't that my ethic auto loader? That's oh, good. It's an order lender. What picture are we looking at? Do I got to pull my phone out? I'm going to lose you here for a minute, Bill, because I'm opening my phone and it cuts me off, yeah. but uh, you can still hear me. Yep, he's got, uh, no, it looks like a uh, Satori over and under. There it is. No, that's me on the right. That's my, uh, that's my ethic auto loader. That's the one. Yeah, but in what, fact, it was that. In fact, it was that. Oh, Ron. Ron's shooting an over and under. Yeah. And I don't know what it was, but that oh. was, he saved up to buy that over and under. He always wanted an over and under. And he used to shoot that gun a lot and he loved it. But that Ithaca, 
in fact, that was the hunt when I decided, okay, I'm going to sell this Ethica because for some reason I didn't shoot it any different than I did any of my other guns or pointed any different, you know, the same lead and everything. But I ended up having to shoot them twice a couple times. Not that I missed them. I would hit them. But they wouldn't come down. They, they, you know, they kick sideways or falter or whatever, and I'd have to hit them again. So, so, so I'm going to tell you something really, really interesting about this picture. Yeah. If you look in the upper corner, there's a red vehicle. Is there a ghost? And in this picture is a beautiful, what looks to be a Volkswagen Beetle in the background yeah, of this picture. And it most likely was. They were really popular back where, then. In the photo you're talking with all the ducks, the the, yeah, the double right, and where they're right. in. Go over my right head. Right, right in there. Right above you Ron, zoom in, Ron's that thing's a giant, up. like a Pontiac Bonneville or a Grand Le Mans. That hey, thing's a huge through. boat. You just are, are Volkswagen Beetle blind. I'm telling you, it's right there. It's above, <laughs> oh, in the top left. Above, yep, on the left, top left. Ronson. Yeah, it looks like oh. that truck's wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing because I'm right. There's a truck in front of it in the parking lot. The picture's taken on an angle, and that stupid shape of the Beetle's cab looks like that truck's wearing a hat. It's, it's a nice looking picture right yeah, there. German hat. And there's ducks in that picture too. So. That's all I was looking at. You guys pick out a beetle. I'm looking at ducks and guns. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, that, that's a nice looking picture too. Yeah. And that was pre-taught. I like yeah. it. Now, <laughs> okay. So a week later, we found a a flooded cornfield, and we way we found it, we saw ducks flying over the cornfield and going down. So we thought, okay, they got to be going into a wet spot. And Todd knows exactly where this field is because I point it out to him all the time and say that back in there is that wet spot. And I don't know if it's still there or not. I couldn't tell you with the modern tiling and everything. You I don't say know, that no matter where we go, every <laughs> field. That's we true. That's true. But anyway, uh, we went in and we had to, no way in. We had to drive right up the farmer's lane way. Had a big bunch of barns and a big farmhouse. Knocked on the door and it said, it looks like there's a wet spot back there. And he says, oh, there's more than a wet swat spot. There's a swamp, two flooded fields and a pond. And I said, really? He says, yep. And we plant corn all the way around it. Like it's, we have to farm all the way around that stuff. And I said, do you mind if we go back, see if we can shoot some ducks? He says, go ahead. So this was Fred Gray and I. And we went in there with his son, Jeff, at the time. And Jeff was just a, a young guy, probably seven or eight. And so we went in through some decoys out in that flooded cornfield. And the next picture you're looking at uh, is Fred Gray. It says Fred Gray right on the bottom. And he's kneeling in front of nine or ten ducks there. And that was and the, you worked at this uh, gentleman as well? Yes. Work yeah. with him, yep. In fact, sad note, I just found out this week that uh, and I still see him. I still see Fred all the time. And uh, I just found out this week he's got lung cancer. Uh, and then when I'm expressing my concern over his lung cancer, he says, oh, and you, maybe you didn't hear, but my son Jeff, who is a grown man now with kids and everything, he said a hit-and-run driver smashed into him, crushed his skull, and he's in the hospital learning to to speak and walk again oh, and I, oh my gosh fred like he's got so much going on in his life right now unbelievable but and i said to him i was just looking at some of the pictures and he <sighs> says yeah he says i i know he says uh i have all those memories as well and jeff started hunting with us and jeff to 
Well, to this day, he was still a real avid duck hunter. I mean, he you couldn't stop the kid. He was he started with us, and he just never gave it up. And Fred's getting like me; he's getting older. But what? Say that again. He's getting older. Uh, you know what I think? I'm gonna. I'm. I may be remiss when I say this out loud, but wouldn't it be cool if we got all of them together on one podcast? All the old guys, yeah. It would be a write-off, Bill. It would be a write-off. You wouldn't make sense of anything. It would be a train wreck. Uh, it would be <laughs> one that you got to look at, though. You wouldn't know which way they're coming or going. The weather would be great. Yo, the weather's not. How are you today? Yep, the weather is pretty good. Remember that time we hunted ducks? Nope, nope, but do you remember that? And you would just, it oh, would yeah. be absolutely. And you'd hear all the nicknames, too. Because Fred would be saying, hey, Gunner, and his nickname was Pink. And like you'd hear all the nicknames and, and all that. Oh, I yeah. think we might have to do this. We might. Yeah, it sounds, we might. sounds like something needs to be set up. Oh, it's just, yeah, technology deficient. They're all going to be sitting here beside me with microphones all stuck in their faces. And I'm going to be choreographing, telling them, talking to the mic, talking to the mic, don't breathe in the mic, talking to the mic. I, I think it'll be awesome because I tell you You're right there now, laughing at here. me. Exactly. It will be a train wreck. Oh, I think we might have to get that going. You get yeah, Fred like Gray, Bingy, you could get, get Bob Lilly. We could get Bill Chilton. Yeah. Oh, my Bill goodness. Yeah. Chili. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'd be fun. What was your nickname? Gunner. That's what Fred called Gunner. me. He called me Gunner, but nobody else did. He called me Gunner. And and his nickname was Pink. And I hated that nickname for him. Pink? Uh, Pink. And I have no idea how he got it or why. And I hated it. I I would never call Fred Pink, but everybody at work called him Pink. Huh. That's so weird. Him. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know how you come up with these names. Yeah. Or they just sticks. Yeah. Right. But anyway, that particular day, we're just standing in the corn around the edge. You'll see a picture of me uh, with cut corn and corn behind me. And that's that day. You'll see a picture with Fred with a pond behind him and a picture of me uh, with the, the ducks with the corn behind me. And we just stood in the standing corn and, and we threw some decoys in the water and they were coming in at pretty good intervals, like maybe... 10, 15 minutes apart for the morning. And we had a call. And so Jeff got a hold of that call and he's just going crazy on the call. At seven or eight years old. Yeah. And I'm trying to teach him how to call <laughs> properly. I'm trying to teach him how to call. And he's just, he's just cranking on it. And, uh, I said to him, I said, I don't know, Jeff, you don't want to call too loud too much. And you want to, and then Fred says to me, Shut up, Don. Look, and here's a flock of ducks hovering right over us. And yeah. Jeff, Jeff says, I did that. I did that. So we shot a couple ducks out of that bunch. And so, yeah, like Jeff was hooked from that day. I, got, I was just looking at the pictures and trying to figure out why the your head's cut off in this one and it doesn't have a full center. But, <laughs> you know, I forget that this is probably 35 mil uh, film or Polaroid no, or whatever. It's, 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 it's Instamatics. The little cartridges with a flash cube that sits on top, or the films, you know? Oh, and then, okay. Yeah, and the little flash cube sits on top. <laughs> and I was always really careful to center them, but you'll notice in... Like, That's was, probably they asked mom to take the picture. Well, yeah, they didn't have <laughs> selfie sticks back then. This was out no. hunting. This was out hunting. And you'll notice that every picture of Ron is centered. 
But yeah. a lot of my pictures, the, the head's cut off or off to the side. And Nad never took a hint. I mean, you got that picture within five seconds. That thing popped out. You had to shake it. You know, you do the little shaky thing and yeah. look at it. And within five seconds, you got that picture. Dad couldn't take a hint. They always cut his head off. <laughs> They're trying to tell you something, I think. <laughs> that wasn't me taking the picture now in five minutes. And they could never get the camera. I'd say, you got it centered? Yep. And then my head would be gone. <laughs> but but that's, yeah, that's the way they were. And you didn't see how good they were, dark, light, until you went and sent them in to get them developed. Oh, you had to send them in? This oh, wasn't yeah. like a Polaroid thing where no, it just no, spit it no. out? No, Polaroids were terrible back then. They were, they'd fade after after a couple months, and you, you couldn't take a couple quick pictures. You had to wait for it to come out, and Technology. then you had to put it someplace warm and dry. They, you know, Polaroids. Yeah, they were Instamatic cameras, and then you had to take the, the film in The name Instamatic wait. just tells me Polaroid. Like, you get no, it instantly. No, 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 no. Right? I thought Instamatic no. was a Polaroid. Right. No, 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 <laughs> Just no, no. from the name. It's like fast yeah, food. It, no, instant, you'll sit no. in the drive-thru for 15 minutes. You took minutes. the picture, and then you, you moved the lever twice, took the picture, moved the lever twice, took the picture. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They were like a paper, paper-covered paper uh, 35-mil film inside of it. Yeah. Uh, like yeah you didn't need an actual camera to load the 35 mil film in they you bought these instant instant cameras yeah. i understand yep. yeah and and that's what they were and then you had to take the film in wait 10 days and get it back and say well that one didn't turn out that one's black that one's blurry but you couldn't take the picture again <laughs> and you didn't that's want to take too many because it cost money so that's yeah, absolutely you, oh yeah and that's what you were looking at that's what you're looking at so anyway uh, how would you ever do it, Todd? I don't understand how like, you would not be able to survive. With the number of pictures and selfies and things you post, you see how oh, yeah. spoiled broke. See how spoiled we are? Today's technology kids these days don't know how good you got it. No, you, tell you, you what. create your own memories by erasing stuff all the time. And now back in the old days, you wanted to be really careful about what you're, I tell what you're you doing because you only and, got one chance. And, and you don't want to give a guy like me one of them cameras either. Like I've been to weddings where they do that thing. They put the cameras on the table and then everybody takes photos all night and then you take them in and get them developed. And I'm pretty oh, certain that there's a few there's a few weddings that that there's about three or four cameras. It's nothing but selfies of Todd. I'll tell you what. And you're welcome, folks. I will autograph those for you if you are listening and need them. You send them in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I can see. Yeah, but we are spoiled. Guy. You see the technology we have today, where you take it and you're like instant self gratification. A, but B, crap. That was a bad one. Take it again. Take it again. Uh, that was, that was such yeah. a good one that I got to take it again because I can't believe how good that turned out. And that's really where I fail. And then my phone's not big. I fill the memory up just by doing that. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what we put up. I completely left. understand. And, <laughs> yeah. and then there's a picture also of just the ducks uh, in the mud on the side of the pond. That was that day. So that was a picture of just the ducks laying on the side in the mud. So later on in the week, uh, I, I was on afternoons. I couldn't get anybody to go with me. Fred was Fred was uh, either on the other shift or Ron or busy. I couldn't go. So I'm back by myself. And I thought, do I go? I really wanted to go. And I thought, oh, I should just go by myself and sit there. So I went by myself. I threw out about three or four decoys. I went back in the dark and I stood there and, and it got light. And maybe a half hour after light, I thought, hmm, maybe there's not going to be anything fly tonight today. And all of a sudden, the loner come over, a nice mallard, and I shot it. And then two seconds later, a, a pair came from the right, and I shot them. And about five minutes later, there was another another one come over, and I shot it. And within 20 minutes, I had five ducks. 
and <laughs> and they just kept coming. I, I wanted to go out and get the decoys, and I would get halfway out there, and there'd be more come in. So I just stand still and crouch down and let them fly around, and then I. It took me 20 minutes, half hour to get the decoys in because they just kept coming in singles and doubles. If there was two or three of us, we could have shot another limit. But it was an incredible pond, an incredible wet spot. I really enjoyed that. And this was just at the farmer's place, driving back in, and it was all swamp. Yeah, there was a big... Corn all the way around it. There was a big swamp that had been logged, and there was tree stumps sitting out of the swamp. And then I don't know why it flooded after the trees were mature, and it was huge. You couldn't shoot across it. And then there was another swale, and then there was another flooded field, and then this flooded field. And this one looked the best to me because it had duck tracks in the mud, duck duck foot tracks in the mud around the edges. So I thought, okay, this is the one we're going to set up in. And so that was it. Well, then... A week later... Go where they are. Well, that the yep. day I was with Fred, now, I went back by myself a few days later, but the day I was with Fred and Jeff, I said, okay, they quit flying, and uh, we only needed a couple more. And so I said, uh, I'm going to go for a walk. And a couple more come in. You guys, you know, get the limit, which they did. They limited out. Uh, apparently, Jeff on that call called a pair in, and Fred got them both. And uh, while well, I was out of my walk, but I walked two huge fields uh, to the west, and I I went to the west and was like over the hills. It was rolling fields, you know, high spots, low spots, around woods, and I found another uh, low spot, really nice looking swale, and I thought, okay, I'm going to mark that on the map because it's just around the block, and I walked through the through the field, so. Went back. Yep, sure enough. I'd heard the gunshots. They they had already picked up. They got the pair. We had our 10 ducks, took the pictures. So we left. So I told Ron and Dave about this new swale I'd found. And they said, well, let's go Saturday morning. So, okay. So we park on around the block in a different spot and walk into this swale. And when we walk in, we start out through the swale. We start walking around the trees to see if there's any ducks already in there. And it's, you know, not trees, it's just bushes. And we, as we walked through, they would come up in front of you, the other side of a bush, you'd hear the splash and you'd watch because they weren't high trees. They were just bushes and, and low stuff. And as they come up over it, they would be in range. And between the three of us, we shot, we shot six ducks. And before we'd covered it all and walked all the way through it, we had six ducks down. So, okay. So we, we came out of there and we sat on the, on the side of the swale on a little knoll. And we're sitting there and watching and wait for anything to fly. Well, it got to be noon and Ron, so he left. He went to a, a corner store, got a package of bologna and some bread, some uh, butter tarts. And he brought that back and we made bologna sandwiches and had butter tarts. And we're sitting there. So I told Ron straight, straight to the east, two fields over is that, as those two, that two ponds and that big swamp and that swale over there. And so Ron says, well, I'm going to take a walk. So I'm going to go. And, All right. So he took off and we were, Dave and I were sitting there talking and he got, he got out of sight. We lost him over the knolls and he, the way he was. And so we're watching the way he, he'd gone walking and we saw this duck come over. A duck was coming right at us and it got a little lower and it's going to fly right over top of us, probably about 50 yards high. And this was the very first time that I put into practice, bring the gun up, 
at its tail, follow right through, and as soon as the duck disappears behind your barrel, pull the trigger in front of its beak. Say and that it, again. There's your hunting tip for the week. Uh, yeah, and uh, I... I read it in a book. I even saw the diagram. You come up on the duck if it's flying right straight at you overhead. And that's that's how I shoot those geese. And you were with me that day. I shot that goose that same exact way. You start at its tail. You come right up and you come up in front of them. And it's high enough that your gun barrel will hide that duck. Sometimes the geese, will, the wings will still be out each side of the gun barrel. But the duck... It would disappear behind your gun barrel. You come right up. You follow right through its body. It's flying directly over your head. It's going to come at you and go behind you. And as you come up and your gun barrel passes its beak and it disappears, pull the trigger. Keep moving. And then keep moving Keep the gun. moving in the direction of that duck. Yeah, and I, I kept the gun going over my head. And then my gun passed over my head. Here's the duck falling right down in front of me. And it landed about 10 yards in front of me, dead in the doornail. And I went, perfect. Oh, was that ever perfect? And Dave said, that was a nice shot. And I said, that was easy <laughs> if you just do what it said in that book. And I went, textbook. Perfect. Yeah. Literally. Uh, yeah. So it Literally. wasn't too long after that. We heard uh, heard a couple of shots. Ron had us over and under. We heard a couple of shots ring out. And so we looked at that area. We're scanning the sky. And sure enough, here comes five ducks. And so five ducks are coming right to where we are. And they circled and they landed right in the middle of the swale that we were sitting on that we'd already hunted. So we knew right where they were, right where they'd landed, these little shrubs. Dave says, give me three minutes. And, you know, you know, we didn't have phones or anything like that to, to communicate. Give me three minutes. I'm going to go around and I'm going to come in from the left and you go straight in here and we'll get them from two sides. I said, OK, he's going to be shooting north and I'm going to be shooting east. So I said, OK, I gave him three minutes on my watch and I started in real nice and quiet, trying not to splash too much. And I come to this round bush and I'm just getting ready to go out around bush and I hear this splash. And at the wings, when mallards fly, they they slap their wings down on the on the water and push themselves up and they jump in the air and flap like crazy. So I hear splash and then I hear all the wings. I thought, oh, they're coming up and they are only 25 yards in front of me. And I can't see Dave, but I know he's to the left of me and I know that he's going to be able to see them the same as me. And as they climb, they're, they're going right 90 degrees to me. They're climbing out 90 degrees to me flying straight south. So that means they're going to be flying straight away from Dave. So Dave probably was the one that pushed them in the air. So as they come up, there they are, all five. So I put my gun on the lead duck and I thought, oh, we don't want to shoot the same duck. There's five ducks here. We got six shots. We don't want to shoot the same duck. So I waited and then I hear Dave shoot, bang, and one fell. Well, that's when I pulled the trigger on the lead one. Bang, he fell. So I moved to the next one. In the meantime, bang, that one fell. All right, Dave got that one. Bang, that one fell. And then I wanted to beat Dave to the last one. So I moved real quick to the last one. And we shot at the same time. Bang, and it fell. So we both got the last one. And then one. the fight ensued. No, I didn't fight. In the we, swale. It's just, it's just, we got all five. And I, I, I just thought, okay, he's going to get three if I wait again. I want to get three. I mean, that's just the way it was. Showdown right? at the Mallard yeah. Swale. Oh, it was bang, 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 and then bang all at once. I mean, I was that quick to get back. And, and we both nailed the last one. He came out laughing, I come out laughing, we got all five. Well, then when Ron caught up to us, he had gotten that two or three, 
back over when, and that's the shots we heard back over there. So we ended up with 15 and we'd already had our lunch. We got our, we got our limit. And if I think the last picture I sent you or one of the last pictures is behind my uh, Chev, my great big 350 Chev. And we're sitting on the, the trunks up and Dave and I are sitting in, in on the edge of the trunk and the ducks are on the road. That's a, uh, that's Dave, a, Dave took the picture. That's a V8, by the way, Bill. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a boat is what that is. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. That was my family car. That was, it was not a hunting vehicle. It was not a duck chasing vehicle. It is not but, a lawnmower. But it no, got my family. Five bodies in the back of that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it got us. My mother and father-in-law would always go with us camping and it towed our trailer and it, and that trunk was big enough to load everything. And yeah, that was, that was a boat. That was the only, that was the first car ever bought new. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's incredible they don't make them like that anymore that's for sure but and then with all them ducks behind them too that that's a great day yeah that was awesome that was an awesome day so i gotta i'm looking at these pictures here and you got a couple different jackets that you wear and, and on these jackets there's patches oh yeah yeah what I, are was, they for? I was a patch guy um there was i don't know there was ducks unlimited there was uh, i'm trying to remember i'm not sure if i'm proud to be a hunter out? yeah proud did to be a hunter did you give them out when they when they you bought your licenses and stuff like that or did they well there was one that was a north american waterfowl association and they and uh for the membership fee they sent you newsletters and things and you got a nice crest but yeah i if it was a patch i got it cuz i loved patches on my on my hunt call. I used to have a blue jean jacket. We should bring that back. Patches and jackets. Or... Oh, there was one that, that was a big circle with a beautiful mallard drake in it. Uh, I can't remember. It's uh, on your old trap vest downstairs, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's where it is. Yeah, I got your old trap vest right there. Yeah. It, just, I mean, it, it, you're right. It's a hunting jacket. Yeah. And and on that hunting jacket, it's got so many years worth of stories and, and patches and, yeah. you know, pockets coming out uh, both sides of the, the, the vest, inside and outside. And yeah. Yeah, it, it's just... It's it's a, a story built into that jacket right there, and they oh, yeah. that, that's that's lost. You sewed them up, you patched them, you didn't buy another one. Yeah, I mean, yeah it wasn't it camo either; it was canvas. Yeah, yeah it was, was canvas. A, yeah, that's a, it's like, a tan color. It was a heavy material, that's for sure. Yeah. But I bet you it was warm when the, the it wasn't the, the wind wouldn't whip through that. No, it cut the wind. Yep. Yeah. But there were still days you got cold because they weren't lined. Yeah, bring that back. You, you had to wear the. I can remember. In fact, that exact pond that we we're leaving there with picture in front of the in front of the car or behind the car, uh, we used to hunt it in the evenings and wait for them to come in there because sometimes they'd come in and stay spend the night there. And let me tell you, it like late in the season, it got cold. And I can remember some nights driving back home after dark and that heater cranked on as high as we could, just freezing to death because we got cold out there and, and that heater trying to warm us up. Because you didn't have a lot of warm jackets and hunting clothes. You had to put the clothes on underneath. And if you put too much on, you couldn't move. That's it. (laughs) Things are different there. But no, those are some good stories. And I hope you put those pictures up on the the podcast uh, front page or whatever you call it. So, yeah, I've got a few more hunts under my belt yet before I even get to where Todd Stack's showing up as a little guy in the picture. I got one picture where I come home with some ducks 
And my daughter is kneeling down with a couple in her hand and Todd is standing with my hunting hat on beside her. And he's got this scowl on his face. Like, what is she doing holding those ducks? <laughs> get, get back Todd in the kitchen. It was the it was the age. I mean, that was that back, back then. That was what like the women taught the the yeah, daughters gotta, how to bake. You're gonna dig yourself a bigger <laughs> hole here. I mean, <laughs> I am daughters not a part of this conversation whatsoever. No, oh, grab a pair, Candace. Let them open your purse. Take them back, Bill. <laughs> That's the truth. When I was a kid, and even before, oh look I could, at this! I'm getting defended by yeah, the yeah, patriarch. Yeah. Let before, her go. Now. Let her go. Before I could hunt, before I could carry a gun, I went with my dad and my uncles, and my cousins and I were the brush jumpers. We jumped the brush piles and ran after the rabbits that they shot, and that's what we did. And Thanksgiving Day, my aunts—I had two aunts that weren't married. And then my grandparents, my grandfather used to go until he got too old to go. But my grandparents and my my two aunts and uh, my mom and my sister, they all stayed and cooked the Thanksgiving dinner. And us guys, my dad, my uncles, my cousin, and sometimes my grandfather, we all went hunting. And we'd come home in the middle of the afternoon, tired and cold and hungry, and there'd be this big Thanksgiving dinner on the table, and we just, it was a great day. We just had a ball. My grandmother would say that, that that is, what's wrong with the world today is both parents work. The woman should stay home. Now, I'm not saying this, Bill. My grandmother would say this. Oh, yeah, my mother-in-law, she never worked a day in her life. She, She worked hard at home. And, and she did work hard at home and that, and they had a farm, they had a farm for years and she worked hard on that farm. You're being home. very quiet on this topic, Bill. Yeah. Really? I never noticed. <laughs> was, I was just listening with, uh, with anticipation to the fan mail and hate mail that we're going to get based on well, your We just views forwarded and- on to you. We've already said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But anyway, love it. They were good times. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we did a we did a lot of hunting. Ron and I did a lot of hunting, and and with a lot of different people too. We took people along. Oh, I mentioned running late, but oh yeah. See now, pause there because Dad would always be like, "Well, we're almost on an hour. It's uh, time to wrap it up." Are we up? Give him the cue, and he's like, "Well, yeah, we'll go a little bit longer." I don't. I don't want to miss this point. The pond that Fred and I found where Jeff. We had that duck call, and then we went back. Ron thought it was a it, swale, and then I went back on my own. That pond, we hit it more than once. Fred and I'd go several times, and we even branched out in the into the swamp and that. And and of course, the guys at work, where are you getting all these? Where are you getting all these? And so Fred and I said, "All right, we're Ron." Fred and I said, "Okay, we'll we'll take three guys with us." So I can remember we took three guys with us. There was six of us. We'll say, we'll give you one hunt in this spot. And it's getting late in the season. So we went to this spot on Saturday morning, six of us. We threw the decoys. We had that thing surrounded. And not one duck came in. <laughs> and those guys said, you just way humored way. us, didn't you? You just, you just humored us. You won't take us to the good spot. That was it, but nothing came in that day. And that's, you know, that happened more than once when you were trying to share some of the wealth. But anyway. It's just the luck of the draw some days. Yeah. That's it. But. Yeah. 
Well, that's good. Well, thanks, gentlemen, for the good stories. And uh, I guess we we got to carry this on a little bit further down the, the line. And I'm anxious to hear some of the uh, stories of Todd and he was a little whippersnapper. And oh, yeah. Having to... yeah. You're not alone, Bill. We're getting there. You're not yeah. alone. In fact, the next story. <laughs> Still is. Yeah, the next story, he's, he's in the picture as a little guy. Ooh, no. Excellence yeah, is coming up. We're getting to the 80s. It took us long Didn't enough. All right. Well, thanks, gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Take care. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And, folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>